Hey, midlifers, welcome to the Midlife Makeover Show. Are you ready to break free from your mundane midlife? Are you feeling trapped in a vicious cycle of rinse and repeat days? No matter if you're experiencing a divorce hangover, job burnout, or you just have the midlife blues, I got you. Hey, I'm Wendy, your hostess of the Midlife Mostess. I too was hit by midlife like a freight train. I too felt stuck in the same dull chapter. I wanted the clarity of how to create a new life beyond divorce and the courage to leave an unfulfilling career. But I kept telling myself that I wasn't worthy and it was just easier to stay in my comfort zone until I found a little secret, the freedom to live my life my way. In this podcast, you will learn how to achieve a vibrant midlife mind and body, how to create solid relationships through love and loss, and how to create an awesome second half of life. Grab your grande latte, pop in your earbuds, and let's get this midlife party started. Welcome back to the Midlife Makeover Show. Wendy Valentine here with an awesome guest, Leah Hadley. She's so cute. (laughs) Like, she's so cute. Leah Hadley, founder and CEO of Great Lakes Divorce Financial Solutions. Yes where she is on a mission to provide women compassionate financial guidance before, during, and after a divorce to help them secure financial confidence and independence. Leah has had many challenging financial times in her adult life. Girl, me too. (laughs) Becoming a parent of three overnight, getting divorced, and building her business from the ground up to name a few. These were times when her ability to hunt down appropriate resources and careful financial planning was critical to her peace of mind. So true. Leah is a nationally recognized financial empowerment expert, a former investment analyst, and a sought-after speaker. An award-winning financial planner, Leah is also the founder of Great Lakes Investment Management and an accredited I'm so impressed that I'm able to pronounce all these words. Financial counselor, a certified divorce financial analyst, and a mediator. Leah uses her knowledge and more than 15 years of experience to help her clients make wise financial decisions. And before we hit record, I was telling you, I'm like, it's great when I have a topic that I'm familiar with because I'm like, oh, this is easy. (laughs) It's like I've been there, done that. Like, we have so much to talk about. You can share your story. I'll share my story. So welcome to the show, Leah. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be here, Wendy. Yeah. So I read your bio. So obviously they have a good idea of who you are and what you do. But I actually want to start with your personal story and what you learned from that and what led you into what you're doing now. Yeah. So my personal story actually starts way back. Um, I was raised by a single mom. My parents divorced when I was eight years old. Um, and my dad was pretty much out of the picture. I saw him maybe once a year when I was growing up um, and witnessed you know, how hard my mom worked uh, as a single parent to raise us. Um, and really how often um, a divorce leads to that financial struggle for years and years. 
Um, when I became a financial advisor working with individuals and families, one of the things that I saw, um, I had inherited a book of business at that time, was that people would just be blowing through their assets post-divorce, Wendy, because they didn't plan well yeah. through the divorce process. And now they're trying to keep up with their lifestyle, right? right. Um, and so I could see this huge need. Um, and then I was faced with my own divorce. Um, after mm -hmm. 10 years of marriage, um, my ex-husband and I had adopted our three children out of the foster care system. And so that's where, you know, we went from zero to three overnight. They were a sibling wow. Yeah. And that obviously it was a lot of financial strain all on its own. Um, but then we went through this divorce and, you know, you can look at it as a professional, you know, objectively. But when you're in the middle of it yeah. um, and you really see, you know, your whole life being turned upside down. Your kids, you know, my youngest was still a toddler at the time and how it impacts the kids and trying to sort through all of this and, you know, everything having a financial impact. Mm -hmm. um, it really just made me very passionate about helping people get through this process in a much smoother way. It doesn't have to be as complicated or as adversarial as a lot of folks make it. Um, yeah. And so that's where, you know, my passion comes from. Wow. And you know, I was just thinking too, it's like, of course, going through a divorce, you're dealing with the emotional aspect of the the separation and the, the divorce. And then you got the kids and then new home usually and trying to get organized with all of that. And then there's the financial piece of it. So there's all these little categories that you're trying to get somewhat get control over. That's right. Yeah. And I think sometimes like the financial piece is that last one that you don't really, you think about it's in the back of your mind, but you almost don't want to face it. Well, that's a good point. And I think a yeah. lot of people do really just struggle with like, oh, I'm just going to put my head in, my, in the stand. I don't yeah. want to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. um, but really the more proactive we can be even in preparing for a divorce, we can make yep. the process itself cost less, right? Yeah. Um, really protect people from making very costly mistakes through the process, mm -hmm. um, but set them up for such a, a easier transition financially. But it, it does require you to actually face those financial conversations and to look at the numbers. But you're exactly right. A lot of people, yeah. that is like the last thing they want to deal with. Yeah. One of the things I read in your bio um, that really stood out to me was before, during, and after. Mm -hmm. And sometimes kind of going back to that word of proactive, sometimes we wait and we are, are reactive and we just wait until the after part. So it's like, if you know that there's a divorce coming and you usually do start doing your homework now, start, start preparing, be proactive like meet with someone like you so that you're able to prepare for all of it. Cause, cause there's going to be some hiccups. There's going to be some surprises. There's going to be like, Oh my gosh, how do I handle all of this? And I think the more prepared you are, it makes for a smoother transition for everyone. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And greater peace of mind, right? Yeah. So a lot of the stress comes from you're sort of in this middle of all this change and you uh -huh. don't know what it looks like on the other side, right? Like there's right. just this like you're kind of floundering for a little bit for a lot of folks, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so having that clarity and knowing exactly what looks, you know, things are going to look like on the other side really can give people a lot of peace of mind. Yeah. Um, I was just going to ask you something, then now I forgot. <laughs> oh, okay. Now I know. 
So do do you find that most of your clients are they have they been like stay-at-home moms and then are needing to get back out into the workforce or are they already working? Um, so we work with a wide range of people. Um, I find the most people who reach out to us fall into one of two categories, which I find absolutely fascinating. One is either the folks who are just really not involved with the family finances at all. A lot of them are stay-at-home moms. They might yep. be involved in like the day-to-day budgeting or like, um, you know, just paying day-to-day bills, but yeah. not the long-term like investing or, you know, insurance planning, things like that. Um, or, and this is really interesting, those folks who are very financially savvy and know exactly what they don't know. And so they know that they need that additional support or that additional analysis. Yeah. Um, and so it's really interesting, the two extremes, but not a lot of folks in the middle. Yeah. And I would, I would bet too, some people do not, and I have been there, do not uh, get the divorce or they delay it because of finances, because they're so worried of not being able to make it. Absolutely. Um, And I met with a woman several months ago, and this is, you know, a great example. Um, We've actually met a couple of times now, but, you know, the first time we met, she's very concerned about some substance abuse issues that her her Mm -hmm. husband has, Mm -hmm. and the financial liability with some of the behaviors that he is showing. Um, And she's Mm -hmm. just really worried about her situation. You know, the marriage isn't great, but she in particular is very concerned about, you know, any financial liability that she may have when he's engaging in his risky behavior. Yeah. And uh, the reason that she has stayed in the marriage and not considered going forward with a divorce is because she thought that her financial situation was just going to be ugly post-divorce. Um, yeah. And she sat with this. I mean, the weight of this for a long time before Ooh. the first time we met. Yeah. And we walked through the numbers. Wendy, she's going to be fine. Yeah. Sometimes it's just walking through the numbers and saying yeah. like, hey, I'm going to be okay. And sometimes, um, and sometimes you're better off. Sometimes. And I've had people say like, <laughs> especially those who have a spouse that has a serious spending problem, right, right. Um, where they are so relieved to be in control of their own finances yeah. like, because like money's not disappearing out the door anymore. Yep. I know for me, like um, when I was, I mean, I delayed my divorce because I was like, well, my God, how am I, how am I going to make this all happen? And then finally, I was like, I've, I've got to do something. And then, you know, I knew I had to get a, a different job, start a brand new career, like in my late 40s, like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? But it was kind of like little by little, step by step. I just had to, I had to keep moving forward. I had to be proactive about it. Right. Yeah. And, and I was, I wasn't even just starting from zero. I was starting from negative. I was like in so much debt. Yeah. But, and that scared me. But I thought, well, I can either sit here and whine about it or do something about it. Well, and I think that's such a great point, right? So sometimes when we look at the financial situation for somebody, it's not pretty. I mean, it's not always a situation where we look at it and it's like, oh, you're going to be fine. Don't worry. Um, But then you make a plan, right? Uh So then you make a decision. If this is what you want for yourself, let's make a plan. How are you going to increase your income? You know, do you need some additional education? Will you work with a career coach? Like, what is that step? that you can take in order to position yourself so you can be comfortable because everybody absolutely is, you know, I shouldn't say everybody, but, you know, (laughs) assuming, you know, there's no major medical issues or, you know, some other like serious issue, Mm -hmm. you know, capable of taking care of themselves, but might just not have the skill set in a particular area. And then you got to develop that skill set, right? 
Yep. It's nice to have someone kind of like on the outside that's not emotionally attached to the situation to help you kind of organize your thoughts, organize, make a game plan. And you need that. Otherwise, you would just be wandering aimlessly. And five years, you know, five years later, then you're still kind of in the same boat, just in a different type of boat. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And that's what I always tell people that I love about the work that we do is we do work with people post-divorce. And so when they come to us, they're coming to us, most people, at like one of the most difficult times in their lives, but we get to see them through to that other side where we're celebrating, you know, that maybe going back into the workforce or we're celebrating that new partner or we're celebrating, you know, that new home that they're making their own or whatever that looks like for them. Um, But like really embracing that next chapter. And, you know, for some people, it takes a little bit more time to really embrace and, you know, feel comfortable making their own decisions and building that life for themselves. But to watch that unfold is so rewarding. Yeah. I was just thinking (laughs) back with myself. I was like, like, so proud of myself. Like, oh my God, I'm doing it. Yes. It's awesome. Like I didn't have the confidence. I didn't have the courage when I first started, but like each time I would just make some type of accomplishment, I was like, oh, yes, I did that. And then like like that gave me the encouragement to keep going and keep going. Like I'd pay off one credit card. I'm like, yeah, it's like, oh, <laughs> I'll tell you my own personal, like I, <laughs> I did not want to do this, but uh, the first time I had to mow the lawn after uh, my ex-husband and I got divorced, I could not for the life of me figure out how to start the lawnmower. And I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to have to call him. And I picked up the phone and I called him. But you know what? I was very proud of myself the first time I took care of the lawn. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where like, yep, I had to step up and recognize like, need a little bit of help, but I got it done. Yeah. There's those little things that, I mean, I've talked about before on the show, like with RVing, you know, I mean, I didn't know how to hell to drive the diesel, you know, across the country. And I ended up, I think the first time I hooked up the water, I hooked up the wrong water hose. It was like, in there was like a huge sign that said not drinking water. I was like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> whoopsie. <laughs> you figure stuff out. Right. Right. And th- yeah. Because I think too, like, s- especially when you're in a relationship with someone, whether it's a good relationship or bad relationship, like each person kind of does something, right? So you're not like mowing the lawn, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, oh shit, now I got to mow the lawn. I have to mow the lawn now, you know? Like, how do I start this thing? Right. But you figure it out. And I think it's just having faith in yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What did you, what did you struggle with the most besides the lawnmower? <laughs> <laughs> Going through your own situation. So that first year with the kids was really hard. Like I mentioned before, my youngest was still a toddler at the time. Um, And my ex-husband and I did a fantastic job of preparing for that initial conversation of sitting down with the kids Mm -hmm. and, you know, letting them know this is what was happening. We, you know, we're on the same page. We prepared for the conversation well, but we didn't prepare for anything that came next. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that first year was really a mess um, between you know, when the kids would go between the houses, uh, uh, my youngest would have these huge tantrums. I felt like my heart was just shattering in a million pieces. Um, And, you know, at the time, there was still a lot of hurt, a lot of anger. You know, he and I couldn't be in the same space. We have a very good co-parenting relationship now. You know, the kids are teenagers. Uh, It's a whole different ballgame. But um, that first year was really tough. Yes, yes. (laughs) 
Yeah. And it usually is. Yeah. You almost have to just tell yourself like, this is going to be tough, but mm-hmm. I will get through it. Right. Yeah. It's a season, you know? Yeah. What, what helped you to get through it? I have a wonderful support system. So, you know, my mom lives around the corner from me. I don't know how I would do it without her. She has been a tremendous yeah. help Aww. for me. Um, even when, I, you know, my ex-husband and I were together and we first brought the kids home and, you know, we've always just needed a lot of help. Um, and so she's been great in helping them, you know, to get to appointments and, you know, just allowing um, me to have more flexibility with the business and all of those things. And so that yeah. has been really, really, really helpful. But I also wasn't in a community like nobody judged me. I feel mm. really feel for those folks who, um, you know, get such criticism from their community uh. and really struggle with that. Um, you know, I have a church that was very supportive. My friends were very That's supportive. Like, nice. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I didn't had, feel I've like I was friends that, that are like in really, you know, like strict cultures and the religion yeah. and are just judged like crazy. So, yeah. I mean, the good thing is, I mean, oh, good, but, but divorce is like not an uncommon thing nowadays. So it's kind of like, okay, well, right. you know, so you're accepted by society more than, you know, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So when a client comes to you, what, where do you start with them? So I meet them where they're at. So, you know, I'm a big proponent of just and a big part of why I started the business, I think mm-hmm. traditional financial services don't serve the divorcing individual well. Um, mm-hmm. And so the first conversation we have is just tell me what's going on, um, you know, and figuring out is it a situation where they're considering divorce? Do we want to kind of look at scenarios and, you know, project financials and figure out what would life potentially look like um, right. if you were to move forward? Are we just getting your financial ducks in a row and get you organized, getting you in the best financial situation possible to mm-hmm. make this a smooth transition? Or are we right in the middle of negotiations and we're really like looking at, you know, what are tax consequences of this and, you know, doing that analysis? Right. Um, or are we post-divorce? And, mm-hmm. you know, it is amazing, Wendy, how many people do not actually execute on all the agreements in their final uh, settlement. And oh, so wow. we go with a fine tooth comb through the settlement um, and people will come years after their divorce. So if you're listening and you still have things that are like unsettled from years ago, first of all, you're not alone, but take care of it as soon as possible. Um, we were just hired to do an analysis. I think it was they divorced in 2015 um, and we had to do a big analysis to try to figure out the division of property because it was never executed with uh-huh. the original. Like meaning uh, basically it was never paid up. Yep. Yep. Wow. <laughs> um, and and this is common. I mean, it is very yeah. common for people to not actually go through with dividing retirement accounts, or you know, there's a lot of things that you don't kind of. I get. Them. I don't know. Is it because like people just forget about it? They're like, oh, it's okay, or. Well, in some cases, we're talking about very large sums of money. So um, I think it's more, for a lot of folks, retirement seems very far away. So that's probably Mm -hmm. a piece of it. They don't necessarily feel a sense of urgency. For a lot of folks, Mm -hmm. there's a confusion around what the next step is. Um, And so that can be a piece of it. There can just be that exhaustion. Like, I got through the divorce. Yeah, like, God, it's not a break. (laughs) Even if it's money coming your way, it's like, I... Like, I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but that's a really good point, though. Yeah. Still yeah. collect on that even way after. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so do you do you have online courses or coaching? How all do how yeah? 
What do no, you provide, we, girl? <laughs> we really do work with people in a variety of different ways. So um, we do have an online course, How to Prepare oh, nice. for Divorce. Yeah. Um, we have a free workshop coming up later this week that is called mm. The Divorce Dilemma. Should I stay in the marital home? And that really goes into all of the considerations when you're thinking about the marital home, which is such a challenging topic right now, Wendy, with interest rates having gone up, a lot of people are dealing with, um, you know, increasing an interest rate if they have to refinance. Serious increases in home values also mean higher equity in the house that could potentially needs to be paid out to their spouse. Um, And so really looking at all the variables and determining whether or not it makes sense to keep the marital home, but also looking at how do you evaluate alternative options? Mm. So, you know, you have the marital home as an option, uh, but what are your other options? And really methodically considering those, um, Mm. I have a great example of a client who was able to improve her cash flow by $1,000 a month for a single mom that's mm, a big that deal. is a yeah, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, but it's walking through that exercise. So that workshop is free. It's coming up on Wednesday. Highly encourage people to register for that. Yeah. Um, Two and- days, y'all. Yeah, get signed up for that. <laughs> yes. Um, we have group, we have a group offering, a community offering where we work with women in a group setting. They have mm-hmm. access to online content. I provide live group support. And then of course we work with people one-on-one as well. Isn't that great, though, that there's options like this now for people? Yeah. And I think it's so important that people have the financial education regardless of their level of wealth, right? Um, And it's amazing because a lot of times people think, well, I don't have that much money. Do I really need the financial advice? Now, I was brought in on a mediation because the the parties were looking at their division of assets. They had maybe $100,000 total net worth. Mm-hmm. And when they were looking at how they were going to divide things, they were going to lose about $15,000 of net worth just in how they were planning to divide things. Wow. And it was just because they didn't know any better, you right. know? And so when I walked them through the numbers and how they could really optimize the division, so they weren't losing all this extra money and taxes and administrative expenses and all of these different things. And especially for somebody with a hundred thousand dollar net worth, that's fifty yep. percent of their net worth. Yep. You know that would have been gone, and that's not even on the cost of the divorce itself. Mm-hmm. It's literally just all of those like hidden things, like taxes and administrative expenses that people don't always think about. Well, plus, like finances, that can be intimidating. There's some that's of these right. terms out there. I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of us only know like checking account, savings account. <laughs> Debt, income, those are the only words I know. (laughs) But there's some of these things we don't know about, but it's good to know about those things, especially in midlife, right? Because you're moving into retirement, like you should be preparing for that too, right? Yeah. And that's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the people who we work with are approaching retirement age. That's a big issue and making sure that they don't want to lose a lot of assets as part of the divorce process, because that is the focus. It's not, you know, they're not in those, you know, early stages of building wealth, but really how do I make sure this money's going to last me the rest of my life? Exactly. Um, and so looking at it and through that financial lens is really important. Um, yep. And avoiding those hidden costs, like I was talking about before, um, mm-hmm. is, is really valuable. So that way you do optimize the amount that you walk away with. Yeah. And you also have to take a look at your lifestyle because, right, like it, it can change from when you're in a marriage and then you're on your own. You might have to cut back on some things. I did. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, yeah, there were things I was like, okay. But it, it was kind of nice though, too, even though I, I it was doing less. I felt more con- control of that. Like, okay, I'm not going to go out to eat tonight. I and because I made that decision. <laughs> you know, I love before, the way you frame that. Yes. Yeah, because whereas before, like, I didn't have that choice. Like, oh, mm-hmm. we're going to go spend this money, even though we don't have the money to go out to dinner. But then for me, it was like, that's right. You're going to stay at home, and you're going to cook dinner, and you'll save that money. Like. <laughs> You know, so it's like you become your own cheerleader through it, which I love. That is such a great attitude. And that's what I tell people. It is. It's all about choices and taking that step back when you go through any big life change to really reevaluate your goals and your priorities. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, especially in a marriage, when you're with this other person, a lot of your goals, your values kind of become blended. You, yeah. A lot of people kind of lose touch with like, you know, their their individuality through this partnership. Yeah. Um, and so going through this divorce yeah. and, and coming out on your own, it's really about rediscovering what is most important to you. Yeah. And I love how you were saying, I get to make that financial choice because every time yeah. you spend a penny or you invest it or you save it, yeah, making a choice and making that choice in alignment with your values feels really good, right? Yeah. Um, but a lot of times people just are on autopilot. And so they don't yeah. necessarily make those choices. They continue the lifestyle just like nothing had happened, um, yeah. you know, and that's where a lot of times the financial difficulties come post-divorce. Yeah. And there's some parts too, like going through divorce that you feel like you don't have control over. And that's the one piece that you can really take control and, and feel empowered through it, Absolutely. which can, which can kind of like, uh, it's like the butterfly effect or the domino effect, you know, it goes into other areas of your life where you do, you just feel better about yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so where can we find you? <laughs> so we have a free Facebook group. It's called watch her thrive. It Ooh. is a great place to come in, ask your questions. I do free trainings in there. I answer questions in there. So I encourage people um, to join us in that group. I'm also watch her thrive on Instagram. Um, so you can follow me on Instagram. And we just started a YouTube channel. Also, oh, watch nice. her thrive. yeah. <laughs> oh, good. I watch her thrive. I love that. That's like a future book title right there. <laughs> watch her thrive. I might steal that. <laughs> And then you do have the course that's coming up on Wednesday, right? Yeah. So the Wednesday mm-hmm. workshop is going to be super valuable. So if anybody right now is in a situation where they're considering whether or not it makes sense to retain the marital home, it's called yeah. the divorce dilemma. Should I stay in the marital home? It's Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Even if you can't join us live, make sure that you register so you get the recording yeah. And we're going to make a special offer on that workshop. Oh, um, nice. And so, yeah, make sure to get registered for that. The Wednesday one, and they just sign up on, on your website. Yes. Uh, there is a little announcement bar at the top at greatlakesdfs.com. You'll see it. Perfect. And I'll put all that in the show notes. Thank you so much, Leah. It has been my absolute pleasure, Wendy. <laughs> You're so awesome. All right. Thank you. Did this podcast inspire you, challenge you, trigger you to make a change or spit out your coffee laughing? Good. Then there are three ways you can thank me. Number one, you can leave a written review of this podcast on Apple iTunes. Number two, you can take a screenshot of the episode and share it on the social media and tag me, Wendy Valentine. Number three, share it with another midlifer that needs a makeover. You know who I'm talking about. 
Thank you so much for listening to the show. Get out there and be bold, be free, be you.